Welcome to the Old Black Lady Podcast. I'm your host, Gail Keys Allen. This is a place where we break rules, destroy stereotypes, and do things our own magical way. I'm a coach and mentor to overachieving women who are ready to be the boss of their own damn life and business while making a lot of freaking money on the journey. Welcome to episode one of the Old Black Lady Podcast. Yes, I rebranded again. It's become apparent that I am a pioneer in these internet streets. And there's not too many other 66-year-olds or 70-year-olds or 80-year-olds like me that have a coaching business online and that are making great money and out there doing the thing. Not retiring, but continuing to rewrite my journey. So for this first episode, I decided to ask one of my friends, Annette Rose, to interview me so you could get to learn more about me and um, listen in. Hey, girl. Hey. Thank you for agreeing <laughs> to talk to me today about my new podcast. Um, You already know that. I will jump at any opportunity to talk to you. <laughs> you already know that. So let's get started. People think I'm a little crazy for naming my podcast, The Old Black Lady Podcast. I, I, I get that because nobody wants to be called old, for one. And I think you can't get away with fat shaming in this culture anymore. You can't get away with shaming people for a lot of things. But for some reason, age shaming is still okay. It is for some people, but what I want people to know is that we don't have to let our age define us. Right. So it really doesn't matter what other people think about our age. It's more what we think about our age. And so for me, when people see the podcast cover art, they're going to see me looking sexy with my legs, like up right. there laughing, not mm-hmm. looking at my age at mm-hmm. all people to know that just because we reach a certain age doesn't mean that our life comes to a halt, that we don't have fun, that we don't make money, that we don't travel, whatever it is that people think. So since we're talking about age, we should just go ahead and put it out there. How old are you? Well, no. How young are you, Gail? (laughs) 66 years young, as you know, but some people don't know. And even when I tell them, they're like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. I am. I've been on dating apps before where people will message me and say, is that really your age? Why are you lying about your age? And I tell people all the time, nobody would lie and say they're older. They would say they're younger, but they certainly wouldn't say they're older. But I feel blessed to be 66. That is a blessing. You have to be grateful for Every day that God gives you. I mean, I always say when I talk about my age, I always say, what's the alternative to aging? Yeah, dying. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot, and you and I both know a lot of people didn't get to where we are. So you fully embrace your age. You fully embrace everything that comes with aging. And so now you've created created this wonderful podcast and you're going to start 
I guess, teaching other women about how to embrace their age, how to have fun. What else is going to be happening with the podcast? Well, the main thing is around money, but also manifestation and knowing that whatever we desire, we can have. So the focus of my teaching is around money, but it relates to all aspects of our lives, as you know. Mm -hmm. I want people to know that they don't have to think the way that society thinks about them as a woman around their age or, or anything else, that they get to decide what they want to believe about themselves and find themselves and reinvent themselves to do or be whatever they want. You've been pretty successful. Like you had, you had a great job, you had a great home, family. So is this something that you've always thought about or what happened to make you now get on this path or get on this journey? That's such a good question. I, I always wanted to be, I was using air quotes, successful. I didn't really know what that meant, but for probably at least the past 30 years, I've been reading self-help and going to seminars and doing all the things, but still feeling stuck, knowing that something was missing, but I couldn't figure out. It's almost like you're almost at the finish line, but you just are crawling and you know it's there, but you can't get there. And it wasn't until I was told at my job, because I, you know, but other people listening might not know that I worked as an accountant for a law firm for the past 16 years, quit my job last year. But I, what led me to quitting my job was the managing partner telling me that I was highly compensated enough and that they were not willing to pay me any more money. And literally that sentence is like imprinted in my brain. You are highly compensated enough. Like, I couldn't believe somebody would say that to me, like, they're defining my life. And they certainly wouldn't say that to anybody else. Like, they would have said that to the partners. Like, I remember you telling me they were getting these huge bonuses. Yeah. And nobody was saying to them, oh, you don't need that bonus. You're compensated enough. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wasn't mad. It was almost like somebody, like Oprah used to talk about how first God throws a pebble at you. I don't, I don't know if you ever heard that, but throws a pebble, then it's a brick. And the next thing is a boulder. And then it's like a brick wall. That was probably my boulder moment. I knew for a long time, it was time for me to go, but I didn't mm-hmm. know where I was going. And in my mind, I was like, why am I going to leave here to go to another job? It, it didn't make sense to me because all jobs in my mind are pretty much the same. Um, but it wasn't until that happened that I went back to my office and literally God was speaking to me and said, they do not get to dictate how much money you make. And from that point on, I was on a mission to figure out how to make money without a job. And I say that, like, I, I don't know. It's like, it felt necessary. It felt like it was something I had to figure out. Like, how am I going to make money and not work for someone else? And I have been interested in coaching for a long time. I was a health coach, but never found really any success with that. And I think I mostly did it for myself to deal with my own health issues. And so I just started exploring, like, how can I become more confident? How can I say I'm brainwashed myself? 
Like I literally Googled how to unbrainwash myself because I, yeah, <laughs> I was in my own way. Uh -huh. And I felt like I was brainwashed. Like, how could I read all this self-help stuff and know better intellectually, but still keep operating around fear and limiting beliefs? That's what I didn't understand. Uh -huh. Just feeling that was the answer. So yeah, uh -huh. I Googled how to unbrainwash myself, which I just started talking about this more recently. I forgot uh -huh. about that. That's really good because it's like, and it's, I mean, and that's just not with you, but we are conditioned early on. You go to school, you get good grades, you go to college, you get a job. And I know because of the age group that we're in, in our age group, people used to, I know back in the day, stay on a job 20, 30 years. And that was something that they really kind of took pride in. Oh, I've been here for 30 years. And at the end of that 30 years, they get a watch or a clock or a toaster or whatever they get. But it's conditioning. So it's it's not just so much that you have allowed yourself to be brainwashed. It's just that that's just the path. That's just the conditioning. Right. So how how did you unbrainwash yourself? Right, because I think the conditioning is the brainwashing. You know, it's like we're told, like you said, you go to school, but you think about it. We're like, as little kids, we're told to stand in line and be quiet and behave, sit in your chair all day. Like little kids want to move. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Sit in the chair all day. All are inside the lines. Yes, and that, <laughs> yeah that transformed you into this worker bee. And so I just knew that that felt like I was in prison. I was just starting to feel like I was in prison. And I decided I was going to figure it out. And I, I just kept following the breadcrumbs, as I say, and took this course made to do this and totally changed. It helped you figure out what you were born to do, basically. And I just decided that coaching was way. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how much money I'd be able to make. I didn't know. I mean, I saw that other coaches were making pretty decent money, but I didn't know if I could do it. Mm -hmm. I had doubts, but I knew that I wanted to do it. And so mm -hmm. I went all in with coaching. It ended up being my thing. So you are teaching other women the age range, I guess you're working mostly with women who are 50 plus or actually what age range are you working with? Actually all ages. I, I would say most of my clients are late 30s and up, early mm -hmm. 40s and up. Mm -hmm. But I think really the earlier, the better. The thing that's important is that you be willing to change your mind about all the things that you've been taught. Because what happens is people argue for their beliefs for their, I call it arguing for your limitations. If you really want to unbrainwash yourself or retrain yourself or reinvent, you have to be willing to let all of those beliefs go. That's the tough part. I say it doesn't matter whether it's around money or love or relationships or career. It, you could pick any one of those topics and do the same exact work. Right. I'm, about money because I worked as an accountant and I've always worked with money and I do like numbers. So the gateway for my training is really the money. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday. We were talking about how money and food, you cannot live without eating. 
And right. you can't eat without money. We can't function without money. We can't just say, oh, I'm never going to spend money again. Just like mm-hmm. we can't say, I'm never going to eat again. That doesn't work. I know it's not just about the money because I know that you have clients who are already very successful. You've got clients who already, I mean, you've got doctors who, as your clients who are already making really, really good money. So it's really not about the money. It really is about the transformation and just trying to, I think all of us sometimes, no matter what we do, all of us have something that's deep inside of us, like the authenticity that's in there that we want to get out. And I think that's what you're bringing out of people because it's not always about the money. I always say it is about the money, but it isn't about the money. Mm-hmm. So even though my clients are successful and have careers, they don't believe that they can make money without their job. Even though they may be highly educated, I, I have clients that have MDs, PhDs, MBAs, all the things that we say make us successful but they still have the same doubts and insecurities that we all have. And so, no, it, it's not about the money, really. It's more about the confidence and not judging yourself and changing the way you're thinking. But the money is the kind of the door, the gateway. And they want to leave those careers and have more freedom and do what they love and want to know that they can make as much or more than they've been making in their careers. Okay, so of course, by the time you get, you know, our age, you know, there's a lot of stuff that hinders you from following your path. You know, it could be health issues, it could be family issues. I know you've had some challenges that you've overcome. So what drives you or what helps you to get past those challenges? And how would you tell someone else who's facing challenges that say, you know, people always have, and I'm not going to say they're excuses. There are real issues that people deal with that somebody may have health issues or somebody could be going through a divorce. Somebody might be going through bankruptcy. So they're not excuses, but there are real issues that people are going through that they may look at and say, oh, well, I can't do this because of this. I can't focus on this because of this. How do you get people to get past that? Or how did you get past that? Right. I was going to say, I've gotten past all of those things. So <laughs> health issues, divorce, bankruptcy, all the things. And loss of family and friends, you know, their deaths and all the things. But for me, and what I encourage my clients is to never give up. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Because what's, what's the other option? If I give up, then what? I have no life. Like there's nothing left for me to do but sit around and do what be depressed. I don't know. I just feel like I'm an extremely resilient person. And I know not everybody has the same level of resilience, but we can all develop it. It's not, I don't necessarily think it's something you're born with. I think that the more challenges you face, the more opportunities you have to become stronger and build the resilience muscle. So I just encourage people to follow their dreams, to follow their desires. And their dreams and desires are always bigger than what's going wrong. Like no matter how wrong things go, we still have hopes, wishes, and dreams. Just encourage people all the time. That's one of the questions I start with. What do you want? What do you desire? 
I take the focus away from what's not working and look at how we can make their dreams come true, not looking at what could go wrong. Because I use this analogy, like when you put something in the GPS, you're taking a trip and you put an address in the GPS where you're going. We know what direction we're going. So even if the car breaks down, we run out of gas, we have a flat tire, there's a dead end, there's a detour. We don't just say, oh, let me park my car and never, never move it again. It's the same thing with life. We don't just stop because something hasn't gone the way we want it to go. No, we pick ourselves up. And if we got to go to the doctors, we handle that. If we got to go to the lawyer, to the whatever, if we got to go somewhere and sleep for a week, mm-hmm. just tired, do that. But then get up, get up and keep going. We're not like, there's no quit. There's no quit in me. And I encourage people to not even consider quitting. Okay. So I know we, we said it's not all really about the money, but you have been very, very successful making money without a job. So what was the first money that you made without a job? And then you were like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can make money without a job. <laughs> the first money I made and I was still on my job, I used to do social media posts like my own posts. And people started saying, oh, that's cute. Who did that for you? And where did that, I really like that. And I said, oh, I did it. I, I made it in Canva. And then one day this lady said to me, you're a Canva expert. And I was like, oh, hmm. I never thought of myself as an expert. So I just started teaching Canva classes. I, I mean, I just loved it. And so I used it so much that I learned it. And I just started teaching Canva for $25 maybe. And then I taught like Canva, like that was beginners. Then there was part two. Then I did Canva for business owners or something like that, where I taught you how to make your own web page in there and social media posts and some other things. And with each thing, I just started charging a little more and giving a little more value. And then more people started coming and then I got certified and I started like the first client paid me 3000 for six months um, for coaching. Now I'm at 15, getting ready to go to 20000 for six months. But I'm helping people change their lives. And so it's just, it's blown my mind. Like even when I say those numbers, it blows my mind. But they're paying for me to help them make a lot of freaking money. That's what I do. People make money, build their confidence, become the person who is self-sufficient, who can make it and make even way more than they did when they had a job. This year, I've already tripled what I made in corporate. That is so awesome. That, that's incredible. And, and I know because I've worked with you, it's all about, and this is something we talk about all the time about manifestation and just really changing your vibration, like, because money is energy and you can, you either attract it or you repel it. And so you have to learn how to change your vibration and to talk a little bit more about that. It's so much easier than we think it is to change our vibration. But this is what I think. Nobody 
tells us how to make money. We're taught how to get a job and paycheck. So it requires a different way of thinking. And so I'm leaning more into the phrase manifestation because it's very intentional. Like we can create what we desire. I'm not saying 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. that, that wouldn't even make sense because some things may take longer, some things may never happen. But for the most part, when we decide something and we go all in, it happens. Hey, that's manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I, I joke because when, when we're younger, especially as women, and we have a, our eyes on a guy and we think, oh, he's so fine. I really would like him. We're going to bend over backwards to be seen by him. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we're in a relationship with him to do the things we think would please him so that like almost like we're trying to create the environment, right? And men do it too. Both sexes do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Men, a man sees a woman that they desire. Mm -hmm. They're figuring out, how can I get this woman? Mm -hmm. I like her. She's beautiful or mm -hmm. whatever their thought is. How, mm -hmm. how can I get with her? It's the same thing with money. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, I like to live this lifestyle. I'd like to buy this house. I'd like to pay for my kids to go to private school. I'd like to pay off my parents' house. It's not just about you. It's about who you can help too. And then you figure out how to make it happen. The way you make it happen is by deciding, making that decision, this is where I'm going. My goal is to pay off, say, pay off my parents' house. Okay. If that's your goal, you're going to go all in. Find every way you can think of to make that dream a reality. To me, that's like the everyday, like to, the way to explain manifestation simply. You think of the thought, I want to pay off my parents' house. Then you feel the feeling like that's exciting. And then you take action from that excitement. But I know when I was learning, like when I saw the movie The Secret, and they were talking about law of attraction, law of attraction, and the secret. And every time I watch it, I still say, what's the damn secret? <laughs> not like, like, it's not like in the movie. They say, right. The right. Is whatever. They never do. I just learned through my coaching tools that we get to create our results. That's the secret, really, mm -hmm. to create our results. And it starts with deciding what you want, right? So that sounds basic, but a lot of people can't make decisions or mm -hmm. they, they won't or they think they can't. They're or, they, or they're afraid to make a decision or, right. Yeah. And so if you don't make decisions, you're not manifesting a damn thing. Right. If you won the lottery and you had a million dollars sitting in your bank account, would you say, I have no idea how I want to spend it. Uh, I think you would figure it out real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell people now. Make quick decisions. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, it's just fighting time. Like, really, when, when you talk about it, what does that mean to think about it? Like, I, I started asking people that question. You already know what you want to do. The minute you say, I'm going to think about it, you already know the answer. It's that you're questioning that is the right answer, mm -hmm. but there is no right answer. 
whether you say yes or no, right or left, front or back, whatever, it's all right because there's a lesson with every one. And so I guess I went a little out there on your question, but I'm so passionate about helping people live the life they desire. What, why else are we here? Like, why else? Yeah, like, what is the other reason? Right. Right. So I know coaching, though, is is really relatively new to a lot of people there. Sometimes people hear the word coach. They don't really know what that means. Like, how was how would somebody coach me? I think that's relatively new, um, a new concept. I know Gen Z or Gen whatever, Gen X. I know that's that's probably familiar terms with them, but it's not so familiar with a lot of people. So you tell me what coaching means to you and how would you. How do you explain that to people who may be relatively new to the world of coaching? Yeah, I say that, and, and I hear people describe it this way. It's the opposite of therapy in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because therapy takes you to the past and you look at the past and traumas and things that have hurt. Coaching, the way I coach anyway, I help people have what they desire. I help them reinvent themselves, change their life, get unstuck build their courage so it's it's kind of like a building up and moving forward and most of the work I do with people is getting to your future self like who do you want to be where do you want to go how do you get there so you bring your big dreams to me and I help you manifest them I help you make your dreams come true Mm -hmm. I help people do the impossible so that might sound a little woo-woo, whatever, but what's impossible? I think this world needs some more woo-woo. Okay. <laughs> we need woo-woo. <laughs> what's impossible, what you think is impossible, is only a thought. Mm. It's not a reality. So somebody might say, I, I can't travel the world for a year. It's impossible for me to do that, Right. It's not impossible. You just decided in your mind, you don't know how to make it happen. So you say it's impossible. So I say so many ways people say things are impossible. They are possible because people have done it before. Nobody had done it before. That still doesn't mean it's impossible. Mm -hmm. So it's like, let's make your future. Let's create your future. That's what I do as a coach. And that's Mm -hmm. how I coaching is getting you unstuck and creating a new future and we're not taught any of that we're kind of taught like life happens to you which it does in some ways but we get to decide also what we do with the stuff that happens to us some people break down and give up and other people say oh hell no I'm still moving forward I don't care you know whether it's With one, like me, my I lost hearing in, in one ear. That didn't stop me from still doing what I want to do. I've gotten some of my hearing back, but I didn't say, oh, I lost my hearing and, you know, I've been sick and now I can't do anything. So I was in bed for four months and the whole time I, I encouraged my own damn self to it did not have to be that way. So that's right. a roundabout answer, but I just right. want to know that just because you're in a certain circumstance today, it does not define your future. You get Right. It. Yeah. And it really is all about just being able to pivot. I think, 
I used to always say, and I still say this about myself, I'm like the queen of the pivot. I can shift gears on a dime, you know, um, because I'm so curious. I'm a very curious person, so I can learn and I love to learn. Um, what have you learned that's helped you on this journey? What's, what's the one thing that you would say stands out is that you've learned about yourself or about life changing, about, you know, how you can move to the next step? I learned a lot probably more than we have time for but um what is the what is something I think what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know beforehand on this journey you know what I didn't know that I have a freaking amazing brain yes like I am brilliant yes (laughs) I I never said this like years ago I'm freaking brilliant and I don't say it from a conceited place but I look at the way my mind works and the ideas that I come up with, it's because I have the space and the freedom now. Yes. Anywhere I want. And sometimes I surprise myself with the yeah. things I come up with. It's just amazing how God just, I mean, how he created us. Like you said, you're the capacity for your mind to absorb new information, to learn new things and to never stop growing. That's one of the things that I love about the aging I embrace my age too. I don't mind telling people how old I am, but I also feel like I'm brilliant. I mean, I'm reading a book right now. It's actually called um, Embrace Your Magnificence and it's by Fabian Fredrickson, but I love that book. I've had it for quite a long time, but I love that book because in it, she just talks about how you, a lot of people are afraid to say what you just said about themselves. Cause we, you know, we have to be humble. We have to, you know, not be conceited. And sometimes I feel like I want to say, say those things. And so one day I actually looked up how to be humble or what is a humble person. And a humble person has nothing to do with not recognizing that you have gifts. And even though, you know, these gifts are from God, you, you can still recognize them, you know? And I think a lot of times people are held back because they don't, they don't want to put themselves out there or they don't want people to, they don't want people to say, oh, who does she think she is? You know, like, I'm sure you've had that. I'm sure you've had people, even if they didn't say it to your face, people have said, who do you, who do you think you are? Yeah. You know? It can be challenging sometimes because people don't, in a lot of ways, they want you to stay the same. And so, you know, when you have these big dreams and big hopes, it's like you're leaving the crowd. You're stepping uh-huh. out of the crowd. And they, that makes people uncomfortable. And they don't like it all the time, but I feel like I have a, a destiny to fulfill. I have an, I'm on assignment, girl, mm-hmm. I'm on assignment. That's literally, I believe I'm changing the world one mm-hmm. person at a mm-hmm. time. And so whoever doesn't like it or whoever it makes uncomfortable, that's on them, not on them. You know how I know that you are so serious about this. And this is, this. you you live, you breathe, you walk it, you talk it. So remember when we were at that, um, we went to the Van Gogh exhibit mm-hmm. and we met those ladies. Yeah. Um, we, they, the ladies that we, we were all talking about wineries and everything. And then somehow the conversation shifted where you started talking about coaching. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how the conversation got started in that area, but that became the conversation. And they were just like, so like hanging on to your every word. And I've seen you do that. Like 
it it's just such a part of you. Like you're so driven to help other women to to get the message. And that's one of the things that I really, really love about you. That's why I said, girl, I'll jump at the chance to talk to you because I glean so much. I get so much wisdom from you. But you really do live, breathe, and just think about this. It's such a part of who you are. Totally. Someone asked yesterday, I had an um, organizer come and help me. She helped me clean out my closets. That was really wild. We were talking about like what I do. Like Every time somebody asks me or I hear something where somebody has like a limiting belief or something, I can't help but to have a conversation with them about it because I know they could be thinking in a different way that Mm -hmm. and I think that's how that came up like when I hear people say oh I can't do this or I don't know whatever I don't know that's like a a thing where I get bing 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 yeah (laughs) the bells go off (laughs) and I literally my I feel like it's meant for me to help other women, like to help them shortcut, like a shortcut to their success. So they Mm -hmm. don't go through the suffering that I went through. And I truly don't want other women to suffer like I did. So I I don't try to force anything on it. Right. But if you're down for it, I'm going to talk to you about how amazing it is that I learned that we can totally change our lives. So what would you say, Gail, is your brand? I I have an idea what I feel like your brand is. What do you say is your brand? See, I always have an interesting reaction to brand. Um, Because people think about color and font. No, I don't don't think about it. That's not even the first thing that I was thinking. Yeah. But for me, the first thing that comes to my mind is like age is just a number. You can be badass and beautiful and vivacious and uh-huh. all things, no matter age, shape, color, sex, what, whatever. You're perfect. Like, so I guess if I want to say anything, I want to represent, like, literally, I want to represent the women who were told they weren't the epitome of beauty and not the standard. That. Yeah. Uh yes that they're not but that's what makes them so special like who wants to be the standard right so I feel like I'm like the spokesperson for all of us that are beautifully different and not not the standard that we I want to stand out I love my gray hair I Uh love my age like I think it's amazing I think it's freaking amazing it is. I remember we went out to eat once and um, I said, I told the lady, I said, oh, I was there first. And I said, oh, you'll know her right away. She's got a silver mohawk and she's going to have on a colorful coat, I bet. Because to me, your brand is vibrant. Yeah. And I mean, I'm looking at that chair behind you. It's colorful. And I'm looking at the hair. I'm looking at these, your, these glasses you have on. and. Your your brand is vibrant. Your brand is edgy. It's sexy. When I think about you, that's what I think. I think Gail is so, she's so smart, so intelligent, very vibrant, very sexy, and just really cool. That's your that's your brand. Some, someone said to me that 
they view me as being sophisticated edgy. Yes. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You're a dis you're you're what they call a disruptor. I am. Yeah. And oh, and then the other thing is part of my brand is lavish. It's my like my new word that really drives me lavish. Like it's mm -hmm. and beautiful and lavish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. nobody ever told us we can have fun as we get older like I don't know people most people dread it which I remember dreading it too mm -hmm. but I wouldn't I wouldn't be younger like I wouldn't make my if I had the option of making myself younger I would right you wouldn't have all this knowledge that, and, and experience that you have to draw from now that's totally like, right right I think my wisdom is my superpower what's the one thing that because I know you've made a lot of freaking money and you say that all the time, a lot of freaking money. If I've heard you say that one time, I've heard you say that a hundred times, a lot of free, you made a lot of freaking money, Gail. And it has not taken you forever. It hasn't taken, like you said, you've tripled your income. Yeah. Work, working for yourself. Yeah. Um, the first year, so I've been in business 16 months. Just That just blows my mind. 12 months, I doubled my income. But then this year alone, I tripled my income. So part of that first year blended into this year, but mm -hmm, if I mm -hmm. my income in 2022, I've tripled my salary from my job, which to some people, that's not a lot of money. Like rappers make way millions, millions. I'm not it's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. Yeah. But for me, having been someone that it took, and I thought about this, it took me 16 years to, to raise my salary, 50,000, mm -hmm. you know, and some people listening know I made 50,000 in 10 days in January. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think about, and I tell this story when I first went to college and I helped my mom she didn't go to college. My father didn't go. They, neither from my, my parents even graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. And my mom made $5,000 the year that I went to college in 1974. Mm -hmm. And I made $50,000 in 10 days. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I like talking about the numbers. So mm -hmm. idea. So right. I do too. Yeah. In corporate, when I left, I made 105. When I started there 16 years before I made 55. Mm -hmm. so it just blows my mind. And then already this year, I've made over 300. And it doesn't have to be hard. Mm -hmm. Like I tell people all the time, the mental space not of not knowing when a client's going to hire you when money is coming it's it's obviously not like when you collect a paycheck that's the mindset like that's the hard part managing your mind around continuing to show up every day not knowing when the money's coming and where it's coming from but having the faith and the trust that it's on the way it's on the way so i like talking about the numbers so people have an idea like i'm 66 and my income did not decrease when I left my job. It's right. This is so important right now, too, because at your age, you 
most people your age would only have um, social security to depend on. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So, and depending, you know, everybody's social security is going to be different, but not having, having options other than just living on social security, yeah. that that's just remarkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is timely that you brought that up because yesterday I got mm-hmm. a letter from Social Security. I get my first check next month. What? <laughs> and it's so, I don't know, it's just so, seems so weird. Like, yeah. Well, you cannot collect your full Social Security at 65 anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, my age, well, the year I was born in, it's 66 and four months or something. And then when you tell them, and I didn't know this for people listening that might be my age, if you tell them you want it to start in September, mm-hmm. it won't start till October, but then they don't pay you until November. What's <laughs> <Yeah>. that about? <laughs> really weird. Yeah. So anyway, they sent me a letter yesterday saying I get my first payment in no, like November 9th or something. I don't mm-hmm. But I just said that's going to be my play money. Right, right. Like put That'll it be in, you and Xavier's play money. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put it in my savings and keep mm-hmm. doing what I do. Yeah. Just, it, it, I'm still shocked some days. I'm still shocked. Like people tell me all the time that I make it look easy. Um, some Some aspects of it are easy. What's easy is that I get to do it from home on zoom like all my clients i meet with them online i do group courses online and i don't have to go anywhere but from my bedroom to my office it was hard commuting into into the city oh yes all those years it was hard sitting in an office at a desk feeling like i was in a prison like that now that was hard um and that was more of a mental prison you know, it was it was more of a mental prison. Mm-hmm. Now during the day, I can go somewhere and go to the park, sit out in front of my house, do whatever I want. If I decide I don't like now, I'm changing my hours to eleven to five. What? So, <laughs> for the people listening, my goal is to make ten million a year making twice the amount of impact, but working half the amount of time. Do I know how I'm going to do that? No. Do I have to know? No. The way will just reveal itself. But it blows my mind that a couple of years ago, I'm sad because I'm not getting a raise on my job. And now I'm talking about getting to 10 million. It just that is crazy that's crazy that is absolutely crazy so you've got the podcast and your mind is always going so I know you've got some other things I know you've got some merch coming I can't wait I can't wait to sport my shirt the one that you you can say it (laughs) so um I kept telling my clients that well yes I have merchandise coming Uh You're helping me with that part of my business. Uh I'm excited about that. You and and one of my clients, Lori, Uh um, we're going to, it's a team effort. But um, I kept saying to my clients, you get to run all this shit. And and what I meant by that is their brain, their energy. We're in charge of what we think. We're in charge of how we move in the world. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling us how to move in the world. So I would just say that, you know, they would say, oh, at my job, this happened, or at home, this happened. And I'd say, don't you know how powerful you are? You get to run this shit. And they'd look at me like, what? What? <laughs> I started like joking about it. So, right, right. Mastermind, I started telling them, and I said, as a matter of fact, you get to run all this shit. And they loved it. And someone in the mastermind put it on a t shirt. And now that's going to be the shirt that I come out with myself, among others. The other piece is that I got a trademark for Take Your Vision Off the Board, which two years ago, I did a workshop in January. And um, what came to me was, we do these vision boards in January. Mm -hmm. And I look at my old vision board, maybe a couple of things happen, but for the most part, it's just collecting dust. Mm -hmm. And it just entered my mind like, how can we take our vision off the board instead of looking at this vision board with pictures and then half the stuff doesn't even happen. Like I literally, I, I have to try to find it. Um, my <laughs> board, I had the Eiffel Tower on there that I was, oh. was going to go to Paris and I just came back and, from Paris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was more like pie in the sky, like this fairy tale thing. Mm-hmm. But now I say, I want the result of going to the Eiffel Tower. How am I going to get there? And then it happened. So, anyway, I'm teaching. I, I did a workshop on how to take your vision off the board. It was really popular. And then every time I would tell somebody that name, they'd say, Oh, you need to trademark that. That's different. So now I have the trademark. It took like a year to get it. So I'll be doing a workshop again on taking your vision off the board. Some of the merchandise will be take your vision off the board. I have a book. The book will probably be out next year. Take your vision off the board. So a lot of things are going to be happening around that, which I'm excited about. And then the other thing is that I'm going, I'm moving away from doing all one-on-one coaching. I've been doing small groups, but now I'm doing a more high ticket group called 100K My Way. And the way that came about was that, um, I think it was May, April, April, I think, Mm -hmm. I went to the mastermind for the Life Coach School, which is the school I got certified by. And they have a 100K award if you've made 100K in a year. Well, I had so much mind drama about it. I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I, mm-hmm. I just thought, well, I already made 100 on my job. So, I mean, I, I was thinking it's not really that big deal to make 100,000. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even apply for the award. And then I get there and I see all these people walking across the stage, you know, getting their 100K award. And I'm like, Oh, I should have applied. <laughs> I talked to um CEO at the school. I met her later and I said, you know, I made 100K and I didn't even apply. And I don't I don't even know why. Like it was really me holding myself back in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. She said, Don't you know that representation matters? And that just like hit me in my heart. Mm-hmm. Thinking, here I am, a woman of color, 
66, well, I was almost 66 then, I was still 65. Representation does matter. And then I met a few people that had been certified for years and still hadn't made 100K. Wow. And it again, it dropped in my spirit, like I want to help other coaches walk across that stage and collect their 100K award. Mm-hmm. I don't just work with coaches from the life coach school, but most people want to make 100K. Like they want to make 100K. I saw at that mastermind, there was a statistic. I, I think that it was like 2.4% of women, only 2.4% of women make more than 100K, something like mm. That's disgusting. That's like teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. So my goal really is to help women make 100K plus. And that, so that's my new offer that's coming for, well, starting in January, I'm going to start promoting it um, probably no, late November. Mm-hmm. So I'm very good. Like I told you, I have a brilliant mind. So I just, I just look at what's going on in the world and it's like, how do I solve that problem? Okay. People have these dusty vision boards. They don't do anything with them. Half the time, nothing happens. How can I help them make their vision boards a reality? Same thing with the 100K. I was, it was easy for me to make 100. So if it's easy for me to make 100, of course I can help other people make 100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's coming next year. Okay. I'm like super, as I'm talking about, I'm getting more excited. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I, I love that you're, that you're so, you're just so down to earth and just so practical. Like it's not something that's so, high you know like high pie in the sky that people aren't going to get it you make it practical you make it you know the steps are practical you make it and you encourage people so that they feel like yeah I I can do this yeah so I really I'm I'm excited about it so I hear I hear both of those things a lot Mm -hmm. make it practical that I spell things out like step by step but that's really how my brain works like Mm -hmm. logical Mm -hmm. and I think I, I'm, I've always been that way, but I think that's why accounting kind of suited me because it's like step one, step two, step three, step, and that's what mm-hmm. I, that's how I think about, it's like, how can I make things less complicated? And I'm always problem solving in my brain. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. Yes. I want for other people what I've created for myself and more. And I just feel like I'm leading the way. And it's amazing that I'm leading the way and I'm like the oldest one in the room. <laughs> like, cause I haven't, I haven't really been around other coaches that are older than me. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. Okay. So when you're not coaching Gail, what are you doing? What, what is a, a, a 66 year old uh, dynamo with a brilliant mind? What does she do for fun? Well, she's running around Europe. That's what that's doing oh my god and then she's coming home and going to new york for a week which i did mm-hmm. so it's fabulous and then i'm hanging out with great people like you mm-hmm. and um concerts and plays and oh yeah we got one tomorrow yeah <laughs> musical yes so i'm out there living life it, it, i'm chasing my desires mm-hmm. my dreams and my desires and nothing is off limit. Mm-hmm. 
nothing is off limits. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I do. No and, limits. And have fun with my three-year-old grandson. I have, yes. I have <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He just had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I never saw that coming. I couldn't. Mm -hmm about being a grandparent so that's a lot of fun and especially a boy I only have a daughter so it's it's I'm, literally I'm having fun every day mm -hmm. before we got on this um interview my sister was here and she told me she's she's she she wants she wants to be on my podcast which I was uh -huh. why she said that. <laughs> that happened but she said your family misses you and we love you Yes, and she said, Aww. we really need you to slow down and spend time with us. Oh, So part of what I'm doing, you know, I mentioned I'm cutting back some of my hours and mm -hmm. it's still going to have greater impact. But yes. Taking better care of myself and making time for my friends and family. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, things are going full circle. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. As I learn, I teach. As mm -hmm. I and when you first start a business, you have to go all in. Mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. But it was fun. And it's still, yeah. Fun. yeah. So you feel like work. So then you kind of have to hold yourself back. Right. Like, okay, right. You need to get some sleep or you mm -hmm. need to eat, girl, sit your butt down. Yeah. Or go spend time with your sister. <laughs> yes. You no, know, she was like, I'm serious about that. Okay. I'm okay. I got it. <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted to have you have a conversation with me. Mm -hmm. I just think it's fun for other people to kind of eavesdrop on conversations instead of yeah. me here telling people who I am. So I think yeah. doing this, it's been fun. You thought it was my honor. I, I can't wait. We need to have another conversation because well, I'm going to have you on my podcast. Um, we're going to talk about other stuff like love and dating and because we have some really good conversations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should we should definitely do that. And plus, I keep telling you, I, this is my thought that I need a co-host sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're going to explore that a little bit more. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this, this yeah. Is this is fun. Yeah, it's it's good, and I think I think I like the the CEO at the life coach school said representation matters. I think people need to see, um, and it's not like we're I mean we're anything but average, but we're also not we're not celebrities. We're not people that they can't relate to. So I think it's good that people have representation. They see, you know, people like you, people like me, and other people that are in our age range and up. So Great. I think it's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Later, yep. All right. You'll you'll actually see me tomorrow. That's true. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>